Welcome to That Smart Hustle, a podcast for women who are ready to step out of society's expectations, discover their sole purpose, and work their light. I'm your host, Kristen Martin, a full-time author and creative entrepreneur. My mission is to impact as many women as possible to go after the very things that set their souls on fire. If you're ready to stop playing small in a world that is desperate for you to play big, you've come to the right place. Let's dive in. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the show. Today, I am so excited to introduce special guest, Andrew Genovese. Andrew is a breathwork teacher who recently returned from his travels to South India. There, he lived in a tribal village for three months while studying pranayama yoga with a guru. Today, he will be sharing his insights into this unique experience, as well as discuss the profound shift we're currently experiencing on this planet and what it means for the collective. Please join me in giving a warm lightworker welcome to Andrew Genovese. Hi, Andrew. Thank you so much for being here today. Hi, Kristen. How are you going? Yeah, it's an absolute pleasure. So you recently returned from South India after studying with a guru. Could you give us a little background on what inspired this decision and how your healing journey started? Uh, yes, for sure. So <laughs> it's pretty profound how it all how it all happened. It was um, yeah, nothing, no, nothing short of just purely divine. Um, I, I was really interested in looking for a. A, uh, a business coach at the time, because a couple of years ago, I was really s- focused on self-transformation coaching. And then I got, I mean, I, I always had a deep divine passion for, for breath, you know, for breath work. Mm-hmm. And so I, I decided I wanted to work with a business coach. So long story short, I got on the phone with this woman who uh, is a business coach for David Bayer, a very, very famous business coach, holds an event called The Powerful Living Experience that's a pretty incredible event for entrepreneurs. And I got on the phone with this woman, and um, immediately there was just this insane just connection between us. And I, and, uh, I told her, you know, she was like, oh, yeah, I, I'm a big traveler, and I've been to, you know, 50-something countries, and I, I wrote a book about traveling and spirituality, and I was like, whoa, that's that's amazing. And then uh, I told her, I was like, yeah, I'm actually going to India pretty soon um, this fall, and I'm, I'm heading to North India. And she goes, oh, my God, stop. Uh, uh, I was in uh, India like 20 years ago, Andrew. Like, maybe, <laughs> maybe you could go, like, learn from my guru. And in that moment, I, I, I knew right then okay, that's where I need to go. Like I just, my clear cognizance or intuition, if you will, just totally told me that's where you need to be. And so I literally got, um, Vinod Kumar is his name. Guruji is what I call him. I got his, uh, number and I started texting him through WhatsApp and, uh, he was just like, yeah, okay. When, when do you want to come? How long do you want to stay? And I was like, uh, maybe like a couple months or something. <laughs> and, um, so I, I just started messaging him and then I was texting Tracy, the, the, the coach. And I was like, Hey Tracy. So I, I've been talking to Guruji and I think I'm, I don't think I'm going to North India any, anymore. Like I'm pretty sure I'm going to go to South India and totally like reroute and change my plans. And she was just like, Oh my God, I'm just so happy. This is so amazing. Like I can't wait for you to see him and meet him. And so, yeah, I, 
here I am, it's, you know, October and I'm getting ready to embark on this trip coming December. And I don't really know really any of the, any of the details of like, I, I just know it's in Tamil Nadu in South India and it's, and it's somewhere in a tribal village, like high, high, high in the mountains, like many hours right. away from like anything. And so, um, when I got there, I'm driving through the mountains and it's about three hours into the mountains and it, you, all you're driving through is just the super windy road through tea plantations, like literally nothing there, like very little civilization, just tiny little villages with like little ashrams and temples everywhere. And, um, it is just, yeah. I mean, out of the 40 countries I've been to, it's without a doubt one of the most beautiful places I've, I've ever been. Right. It sounds like I was going to say I've only been to New Delhi, which I do not believe is anywhere. I I don't I'm not even really sure exactly where that is, but you were probably way out in the countryside. Yeah. So, yeah. So New New Delhi is near the Taj Mahal in North India. And I was in one of the most uh, southern southern states. And um, Tamil Nadu is kind of like it's like the Holy Land. It's a really, really sacred land where many, many like um, saints and and really you know, famous yogi spent a lot of time. It's a, it's a really, really special vibrational um, place. And I, and I literally was like feeling it when I had arrived there. And uh, little did I know that Sadhguru had his temple outside of Coimbatore. And um, yeah, so when I, when I was going through the mountains, I, I, I was getting near the cottage and it was really starting to like, whoa, this is like, you're literally about to be here like for the next like three months. Like it was really, it was really starting to like sink in like, holy, like this is going to be intense, you know? And, but yeah, it, it was a feeling of, um, it was just emotions of kind of everything, just super excitement. I was just so excited for what I was about to embark on and what I was about to learn and knowing that it was going to be challenging as well. And not just all like sunshine and rainbows. And mm-hmm. um, when I put my bags down, 20 minutes later, I, I just popped out and I was just looking at the mountains outside my cottage and looking at the lake outside my cottage. And I was just like, holy crap, this is just unbelievable. <laughs> and uh, Kuruji um, came around the corner in his saffron cloths and all of his necklaces. And and he said, hello, my son. And he gave me a huge hug. And um he said, welcome, Mooney G. And I was like, whoa, why, why'd you call me Mooney G? And he said, uh, Mooney G is, uh, Mooney is the one who helps awaken and spreads consciousness. And G is in, you know, a yogic term that's for respect. And I said, whoa, that's kind of weird because a, a lot of my friends at home call me G. And uh, he said, oh, yes, that's because they know you're yogic best. And I was like, what? <laughs> so I kind of just like busted off. I didn't really like... I kind of just ignored it. I didn't really pay much attention to it. And then when we were sitting by the fire the next night, I was just like, wow, like I'm here. You know, it, it, we stayed up pretty late that night, just like talking just really deep stuff about what we were about to do. And, uh, just giving me a lot of history on, you know, ancient yogic knowledge and, uh, you know, how it all started. And, and then I mentioned how surreal it was to be here and how it felt like I had been here before. And he just laughed and he goes, <laughs> you think this is the first time we've met? We, we met in these mountains hundreds of years ago in a past life. That's why. You're yes. Oh, me. I love that. <laughs> I just, I got actual goosebumps when you said that because I'm all into past lifetimes and past life regressions. And so that is, that's really neat. <laughs> yeah. It, it was just, a, it was just a really confirmation that I was, I was listening to the signs and listening to 
my, my claircognizance and knowing that that's where I was supposed to be when none of the yoga schools that I was looking at in North India were, which is where many people go. Um, you know, it's really heavily touristy for, you know, for people aspiring to learn yoga in the North. And so it, it was just a, a total confirmation of like, okay, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be for the next couple months. And, um, yeah, o- over the next months, it, it was just a, it was just such a profound experience diving just so deep into the depths of my being, just spending like four to eight hours a day doing like breath work and yoga and studying Ashtanga yoga and learning pranayama more from not a scientific background, which what I knew, but more from the Indian yogic perspective of, mm-hmm. uh, of yoga and pranayama. That Gosh, that is just so cool. I was thinking about how you were talking about, you know, in North India and then South India. And I think that there's such a different, I mean, I can't really speak to it because I've never been to South India, but there's just such a different energy of being in a city versus being out in nature or in the mountains or in the countryside. And so before, like, were you living in a city before you went or like, what was your life like before getting into breath work and, and all of this? Did you... Like, what did you do? <laughs> yeah, so kind of what sparked me getting to this very point right now <laughs> was um, I was working super hard, like two jobs uh, to save to save for uh, opening a backpackers hostel in Nicaragua. So a couple of years ago, I was living in Nicaragua and I was running my own business. And um, it was just super overwhelming. And uh, it led me to just severe anxiety and having to just being in a very toxic uh situation and having two very toxic business partners and then long story short we had a like a civil uprise in nicaragua um which led to serious turmoil in the country the president basically made a statement saying hey guys i'm just going to take uh two or five percent of everyone's pension in the country cool and then what happens is he just pockets that money no different to what all the corruption that happens in the u.s except you know it's just kind of more just out in the open in central america like it's just like not (laughs) a secret at all when there's lots of people there's millions of people who are aware of it and then there's millions of people in the u.s who have no idea of how deep the corruption is here you know so it's, it's just a total different form of corruption so on that note real quick this is like totally off tangent totally random but i watch a lot of documentaries <laughs> i'm like such a documentary nerd yeah, but I'm sure. yeah i was recently watching a series on netflix i don't know if it just came out or if it's been out for a while called the family i don't mm. know if you've yes i saw the family oh, super yes. good Oh, it's so interesting. And so for everyone listening, I just recommend like keep an open mind and just, you know, we it's almost like we have to unlearn everything that we've been taught and kind of like teach ourselves from a a different lens or a different perspective (laughs) or a different perspective. Things are just never what they seem to be or they're never what what we think they are. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you pretty much have um, two, two, two different types of people right now people who are awakening to their true nature and why we're actually here and and recognizing that uh, corporate America and having two, three weeks off a year is just simply not suited for the spirit mm-hmm. and not suited for health, for happiness, because we're, it, it, it's caging us, you know, we're, we're meant to be out in nature and to be able to work on ourselves and question and, and ponder life and, and, and ask the questions like, who am I? Why am I here? 
what is all this? What is this physical body? And our system currently just simply does not give us room or time to do that. And so I think right now you see such a huge awakening happening because all of a sudden millions of people are out of work or working way less and having so much time to question these things. And so I, I think that people who are, who are basically living in denial are really the ones that are holding on to something. You know, if, you, if you're just refusing to accept a lot of this information that's coming out, I really believe that it's because you're holding on to something. Because the, the way we can move into this totally new consciousness and this totally new earth is by accepting the darkness mm-hmm. and then transmuting that darkness into light, which is, you know, which, which is what we're doing every single day. And the more that we can come together as a, as a global family and a global unit, you know, the more smooth this transition is going to be. Yes. As the collective, oh gosh, you're just speaking to my soul right now. <laughs> um, I just, yeah, we have, you know, a lot of souls, I feel like who are still asleep. Like you said, they're still kind of clinging onto these old ideals, these old ways of doing things. They're just, these patterns are so outdated and they don't actually serve our higher purpose and our higher selves. Just like you said, we've we've been so much in a cage. We've been, I feel like there's been such a an imbalance between the masculine and the feminine. I know for me, my life has been so driven by the masculine, the the hustle and the strategy and the action and the goals. And not that any of that is bad because it's, you know, it's gotten me really far in my life. And I'm really proud of those accomplishments. But again, when you have that imbalance and you don't have that feminine, that flow, the intuition, the ease, that's what I've been tapping into more and more lately. And it's amazing how I seem to work less and things just flow more. Like they just flow easier, easier and better. So I really, I also think this time is about kind of bringing the masculine and the feminine back into balance. Do you have any yeah. thoughts on that? <laughs> That's exactly right. Because at the moment, we're in a go, 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 achieve, 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 yes. buy, 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 uh, consume, work, work, consume, work. Consume. It, it's, it's full masculine energy, which is constantly doing something. And now we're moving more into that feminine energy, which is, which is being a creator, which mm-hmm. is, you know, love, compassion, gratitude, all, all these emotions that are more of the nurturing energies you know, and so right now, basically, you know, for the males, we're, we're tapping into more of our feminine side or that feminine energy and women are coming more into that mothering, that nurturing energy. So we have just such a shift, a global shift in, in, uh, in, in energy and, and that's happening on the planet right now. And, you know, for all the listeners, what's happening right now is, is, uh, is not by coincidence. Life is not random. I think one, one, one thing my guru said was the biggest illusion that many humans have walking around on their day-to-day is thinking that life is just random and that just a bunch of random incidents are happening. It is timed down to the very second with the, with the, the moment, you, the, the second you're born, the parent you choose, what you look like, what you, you have a pre, in, in essence, a predestined life. Uh, you know, predestined uh, journey, if you will, right. before you enter a physical body, before you incarnate in a physical body. So at the moment, we're completing a 200,000-year cycle on Earth. And it, it, everything that's happened, a 24,000-year cycle as well. 
And so what's happening is purely divine. It's, it's not by coincidence that all this, this uh, chaos, if you will, has manifested in the year of 2020. Um, it was supposed to happen in 2012, which many astrologers and many spiritual teachers thought. But With the Mayan the, calendar. I remember, yeah, reading about that. That's when I started exactly kind of awakening, right, yeah. very slowly, very slowly awakening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was actually off. So it's actually happening now. And so um, we are getting so much cosmic energy beamed onto the earth from so many beings in other galaxies and and that's been coming through through from a lot of different you know people who channel and people who get messages from guides and we're we're just right now it just seems you know hectic and chaotic because we're just purging all this trauma that's been dormant for so 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 many years not hundreds of years but literally thousands of years mm-hmm. and um you know it, it's coming to the forefront even for people who are completely asleep literally just a couple months ago it's easy to take the perspective of things are just in chaos and things are horrible right now, but really it's a super, super exciting time to be alive, be coming into this total new energy and this total new abundant earth that we're coming into. I remember my friend's grandpa saying the day that you have to pay for water and air, there's a big problem. That reminds me, I think it was the Lorax. Um, it was, it's a cartoon, the Dr. Seuss cartoon. It's a movie I recently watched. And I think it's been out for a little while, but the whole thing is the city is paying f- for air, like for clean air. It's bottled air is what they're paying for. So I don't know why that's totally random, but that just reminded me of, of what you were saying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's like definitely a lot air. of weird stuff like that. I mean, you see so much kind of stuff like that programming and, cartoons i mean the simpsons the simpsons have been predicting stuff for like decades yeah it's it's really a it's really it's really a trip and it's just so exciting to see i don't know you know we're just really just all all along for the ride and it's just so important to cultivate that calm within oneself because how you perceive the world at the moment is all what happens in your own mind. And that's where spiritual practice and yoga and breath work and, and meditation comes in, you know? Absolutely. I was going to say, too, there was I was scrolling on your Instagram, <laughs> and I found a quote on there that I, I just thought was so powerful that says, we are not going through a global pandemic. We are going through a global activation. Yes. And I got goosebumps when I read that. And so for some, for some of our listeners who maybe don't really know what activation or ascension is, can you kind of just, I mean, we kind of talked about it a little bit briefly or touched on it, but can you kind of give more insight, especially with your experience in India and with your guru, just kind of like what this activation and ascension could mean, you know, for humankind in the future? Yeah. So, so basically the world is always changing. A lot of people forget that easily, but the world's always going through change. And at the moment we're coming through a dramatic change because for millions of years, hundreds of thousands of years, we, we go through cycles of time. So we are currently exit, exiting the dark ages and we're coming out of uh, this, you know, real, but, you know, I love life. Don't get me wrong, but there is a lot of darkness that is currently happening in the world right now that simply does not fit the human spirit. And there's a group of humans that have been in charge for many, many, many years. And so now, uh, through divine timing in 2020, it is the start of us entering this new era, era, which is the golden age and the age of Aquarius. 
And yes. the time we're officially a- a- entering the age of Aquarius is about 2000, 2055, 2060, in about 30 to 40 years. So it, it's going to take the, the breaking down of all the systems, um, of the banking systems, education, universities, uh, Big Pharma, Monsanto, all these are going to eventually be dismantled and, and fall. Yes. And there's going to be a totally new consciousness, um, uh, just brands and companies and total new way of doing things. Um, you know, you have amazing guys like Paul Stamets, who's literally like the king of fungi, who's literally uh, all these scientists are producing all this uh, mushrooms that eat plastic. Right. That is, yeah. That yeah. scientists are produced are, are predicting that is going to eat 95 to 99% of our world's plastic. So it's all these things that, you know, that seem like, you know, people like a lot of friends that I've met traveling all over the world who have, you know, just reached out to me randomly over the last three months. Um, I say like, dude, I just, you know, I love how, I love how positive you are and how optimistic you are in the world, but it just seems like it's just impossible for us to recover from this. I'm like, dude, just trust, just trust in the process and just cultivate more love and compassion in your own heart because where we're going is going to be so beautiful. You simply cannot imagine. It's just going to be unity consciousness, no race, religion, us needing to travel from country to country, having a passport won't Mm -hmm. exist. We'll be a thing in the past. Uh, us asking identity because it it comes back into the law of oneness and the fact that we are all that we are all one it really is going to be a new earth and i do think a lot of people are going to cling cling to the old but the the sooner you can go inward and do the inner work and heal the old wounds and traumas and release you know ancestral patterns and the things that are just holding you still i swear every morning i wake up and i'm crying tears of joy because i just see I see beyond the chaos that's happening right now. So oftentimes I feel like I get um, channeled messages or I'm in communication with different collectives, if you will. And so I noticed that um, in your Instagram bio, you said that you were a star seed or that you are a star seed. And I resonate, I resonate with that. Did you say Pleiadian? No, uh, blue avian. I come from the blue avians. That's where I send from. Oh, so cool. So, the, uh, so yeah, all of my communication has been from the the Pleiadians. And so I, I really yeah. heavily like identify with when I saw it said Starseed on your bio, I was like, oh yes, this is gonna be a great conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's actually really profound because um all of a sudden I, I, I feel like in the last year, so many people are realizing, whoa, um, 200,000 years ago, we just appeared on Earth as a super evolved species. Well, how? Right. Scientists now can modify and, and toy with, you know, DNA. So why can't species that are millions and millions of years more evolved than us, which is many hundreds or millions of uh, species of extraterrestrial races that have been on this Earth, that built the pyramids, that, that built Angkor Wat in Cambodia – why couldn't they have modified our DNA and created us 200,000 years ago? And that's where, and that's where uh, I believe a lot of uh, the the beings on earth right now ascend from, whether it's Akitarian or Lumerian or Palladian or, you know, there, there are Andromedan. There are, there are many, but 
um, there are 300 million estimated uh, star beings, star seeds, incarnated in physical bodies on Earth right now, sent to raise the vibration of Earth to help us ascend into this totally new consciousness. And, and basically, you know, right now, that, that's why it is so, so, so important for, you know, the, you know, the star seeds to be really, you know, we are the ones leading the way uh, into this totally new consciousness and kind of, kind of putting down the pavement for people to look to and for answers going to this new consciousness because, you know, it's so important for us to just stand in our alignment, get rid of all negative uh, trauma you know, obviously put super good, you know, superfoods and alkaline diet, kangen water, all these things, spiritual practice, yoga, breathwork, all these things are just so important to put into place. And the more that we shine our light on it, the more people who are who are never even give, given it a second thought go, you know what, maybe, maybe there's something, maybe there is something to this, you know, and, and all it takes is just for a person to read one book or for someone to read one quote or one message, some kind of can trigger, you know, that awakening and, and then just starting to question, you know, do I really, did I ever like that job? Like, is this really what I meant to do? You know, it, it all starts with questioning, right? It so, does. It really, it starts with a single question because I, I remember I'd gotten to a point where I was making over six figures in a corporate job. I was in a managerial position. I had like a corner office or almost a corner office, if you will, you know, company car, 401k, great bonus structure, like everything on paper looked great. And I was the most miserable human ever. I was just like, this cannot be like, how, how is this considered quote unquote success? How is this considered happiness? Like I literally looked at my life and said to myself, if I have to do this for the next 30 years, I just can't, like, I just cannot. (laughs) Um, And so it was really that start of asking that question. Well, what, what do I want to do? What actually lights me up? What does my soul, like what has my soul been nudging me to do for so many years that I've kept ignoring and just pushing away and pushing away? And yeah, it really, it takes a question. And then that question leads to another question. And I just started going down this rabbit hole of Abraham Hicks and Rebecca Campbell and, um, Gabrielle Bernstein and just a bunch of these, you know, spiritual teachers. And it really just kind of opened up this whole world of, of just oneness and the collective and under and understanding all of that. It was fascinating. And it was such a relief for me too, because I'm like, Oh my gosh, everything I've been feeling is it like, it's right. Or it, it just, it felt, it felt good. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty beautiful place to live. You know, when you walk outside your door and you're, and you're looking at, people walking by on the sidewalk or, 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 you know, taking a hike and you're past them when you say hello and you're looking at them as your brothers and sisters rather than, oh, they're not the same religion as me probably, or, you know, they're definitely not the same race as me, you know, but right. rather than looking at people from a point of hatred and judgment rather than, yeah, we're, especially right now, just looking at someone and say, hey, we're going through the same stuff right now. You know, like we're, we're all in this together. You know, I really believe that one of the most powerful forms of currency is the effect you can have on someone's life. You know, your, your heart is the most powerful form of currency. And when you can make someone smile or possibly change someone's day, you know, maybe, maybe you're going, um, you're, maybe you're going to buy some shoes in a store and the girl who's checking you out is looks, you know, like she's having a really, really rough day and you say something kind that maybe could have prevented that girl from taking her own life. I mean, and mm-hmm. you, and you'll never know. 
but that could potentially be the case. You'll never yeah, know those, the impact you could have had on someone's life with something so small. Yeah. And those words, it, you know, it takes you, maybe it's five seconds out of your day, but it could really impact someone for the rest of their lives. Like that one thing you said could have impacted s- someone so much um, to go on to do something really great or to just, I don't know, live like a happier existence or just to feel more confident in themselves or to love themselves a little bit more. I really do think that we're all here just wanting wanting to be seen and recognized for who we actually are and not hiding behind labels or identities or what you know you think you should do or be because your parents said you should do or be that or society or the religious system that you're in or whatever it may be i really do think we all just have this yearning to be loved and to be seen and recognized and appreciated for the unique individual that we actually are. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's why, you know, the old yogi saying goes to know thyself is to know all, to know the universe, you know, all all the answers lie dormant with inside you rather than looking for other people for validation or trying to please family members or, or what job's going to make me look successful. You know, this is just complete BS. (laughs) no, Nothing that looks successful is ever going to bring you true fulfillment and alignment with your being and true health and vitality and immunity and all these just amazing things that feel just so good to have within inside yourself. And it, that's that. And that's why, you know, um, just it all goes back to the breath, cultivating that presence and wherever you are in life. And that's why it's just so powerful. Yeah. Every, every time I hold a, um, you know, a breath workshop or when I do a, a two hour breath work session on someone, it's just like, we're just, cha- I, I just say to myself after the session and during the session, like, wow, this is literally changing the cosmic consciousness of the planet. It's mm-hmm. literally like lifting the veil of yeah. just the vibration on earth. Every time someone gets rid of unneeded trauma of, you know, that's from, that's from birth or past life or ancestral or, you know, or, you know, post-birth, it's just, the the power that you that you have of just healing yourself which literally just exudes and goes out like the roots of a tree to all the people around you and all the people who are looking at you on facebook and your family members like like whoa have you seen you know have you seen jeff like he's like a totally new guy like he he did all his healing work and all of a sudden he's like you know coming into himself and he's doing what he loves you you know it's it even going just beyond talking esoterically what it does you know how it changes up how it literally changes the, the veil of the right. cosmic consciousness that we're all connected to but in just the physical realm and the third third dimensional realm you can see it when you know and you affect people around you in the workplace your family members your friends when you go through you know healing and, and you get rid of unwanted trauma and and thus you know it's just, you know, the more people that are smiling and being kind to another, right? The more we can come together, you know? Right. Yeah. I was introduced to breath work probably about seven to eight months ago, which is so recent. And when I first discovered it, I was like, how have I not known about this? Um, Because even now still, when I do, I so Samantha Skelly, I don't know if you're, you know her or are familiar with her. She has um, a breathwork practice. And so she was the one that first kind of introduced me to that whole world. And anytime I do breathwork still to this day, it's like, I can't get, 
there's just, I'm like a sobbing mess. Like I'm, there's so much that's being released through my breath. Like I'm crying and then having to kind of like collect myself, but just letting it all, letting it all come out. Um, but it's the most fascinating experience because it's so freeing. It's, it's just liberating. And I feel so much lighter and almost like I have the, you know, the cosmic mother's arms around me, embracing me after a session like that, because we hold so much in emotionally, mentally, you know, physically even like I, I noticed I, I used to hold my breath a lot. Like when I would work on the computer or something, I wasn't breathing regularly. And it's something that we all have to do in order to survive in these physical bodies. And yet, um, so many of us, I don't, I don't think connect with our breath. Do you have any, any tips for how to just be more cognizant throughout the day of, you know, connecting back with your breath? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. One thing that's so profound is just literally from doing a lifetime of nostril breathing Mm -hmm. from the belly, and doing, and someone who's, you know, overweight, like many, many people are, especially in the U.S. who are doing mouth breathing, will literally mean the difference of you looking 15 to 20 years younger, just from a lifetime of nostril breathing. Wow. When you're nostril breathing, it keeps all those facial muscles tight. Your, your, your nose has a filter in it. So, especially when you're walking outside into a sea of thousands of chemicals, literally per day, you come Mm -hmm. in contact with about 60,000 chemicals uh, on an annual basis. Mm -hmm. So your, your nose is filtering out a lot of those, those chemicals. And, um, when you're, when you're nostril breathing and belly breathing, so literally just checking in with the breath and just, you know, a slow yoga, yogic breath. So the yogis in the, in living in the mountains take five to four to seven breaths per minute. So when you, when everyone gets a chance, all the listeners uh, go on your phone and just pull a minute up and just close your eyes and just slowly take however many breaths you normally take. Don't change it. Just slowly take however many breaths you would normally take in a minute. Now, many people are going to fall into the range of 14 to 20. So you, that's way too many breaths. How many, how many breaths does a dog take per minute? A lot. A lot. How many take, <laughs> They're always panting. <laughs> yes. How many, how many breaths does a turtle take per minute? One and a half in one minute. Really? So, oh yes. So uh, a sea turtle lives about 250, 300 years. A dog lives about 10 years, 12 years, 14 years, 16 years, you know, if they're lucky. So the, you know, getting, getting control of, of your breathing and just, you know, multiple times throughout the day, when I was self-transformation coaching, I, I would have people set alarms. So I would say, look, so set an alarm every three hours. And when that alarm goes off, literally just close your eyes, whether you're at your desk or whatever you're doing, and just put both your hands on your belly and just take, you know, 10, 10 breaths. And just, you know, just check in with your entire, your entire body. And when you start to do that, all of a sudden, after doing that for three or four weeks, without even needing an alarm, you just go, oh, yeah. And then you start start breathing, other than when you sit down for your meditation practice. And then often, if you, that person doesn't have a meditation practice, they'll start one because they'll notice how much of an impact <laughs> <laughs> setting an alarm for, for you know three, every three hours and literally just taking 45 seconds to breathe uh, 10 times has on there just – you know, because after you take 10 breaths, you're fully switching from parasympathetic 
from sympathetic to parasympathetic. So you're tapping into your endocrine system, your, your central nervous system, and your central nervous system is the electrical wiring to your entire body. So when you can have a practice of doing that throughout the day, it has profound, profound uh, impact on your life and just how you react. And any person that has a meditation or breathwork practice can say like, oh, yeah, when I used to drive on the freeway, I'd be pissed off all the time. And then I started meditation and I was like, oh, it's all good. That person must be in a, in a bigger hurry than I am. You know, you just, you just stop caring about useless stuff that get, used to get you worked up before. You know, Right. Yeah. I mean, ever since I started meditating and doing breath work, it truly has just been life-changing because like you said, if someone has, like I got an email earlier today where someone had like a serious tone with me and I just looked at that and I was like, oh, like she must be going through a a rough time or she must be really overloaded at work. And then that was, you know, but normally if I get an email where someone's being all snappy with me, you know, in the past, I've been very like, oh, I get into like my whole identity of like, oh, I need to defend myself. Like this isn't right. Like she shouldn't be speaking to me that way. And it's, you just, I don't know. You remember, you just remember what's important and that's just not worth wasting your energy on. I just think our energy is so, so precious. And all throughout the day, I think we just have energy leakages and we're just, we're absorbing energy that isn't ours. And I think that's why you have so many people acting out in like a physical manner or just, I don't know, or snapping at someone that they don't even know. Um, yeah, I just think our energy is so important. And I wish more people knew just about energetic frequencies and just the fact that we are everything around you, including our bodies, we're, you know, it's all energy and it's all vibrating at a certain frequency at all times. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, when you when you when you start raising your consciousness and raising your awareness, you start to come to recognize that this person who's treating this other person mm-hmm. poorly. Or, 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 you know, very rudely, it's just a mere projection that they are facing internally within themselves. So they're just projecting it on to, to other people. And only in raising your awareness and consciousness do you say, oh, my God, is there, you know, not is there something wrong with me or what did I say? You go, oh, OK, wow, this guy must be really through going through a lot. He must have a lot of pain. He must have a lot of trauma. And so rather than telling him, uh, you know, to go screw himself, you just say, sir, I'm really sorry that you're feeling that way. I really hope that you have a beautiful day and smile. And then he goes, oh, d- damn it. Why, why didn't he, <laughs> I why didn't, didn't get you to fight with me? You know? <laughs> so it's, it's, it's almost like, the, you know, the, the, a lot of times if someone wants you to react because you're feeding into their, their anger, you know, but yeah. how powerful it is to literally flip it around on them and say, Hey, I'm really sorry that you feel that way. I hope you have a, such a beautiful day. Take care. And then they're like, what? what just happened? <laughs> yeah. And such a powerful, like I always ask myself too, I'm like, am I reacting or am I responding? And then once I ask myself that question, it's made it like, I, I always take a breath before, you know, before I do anything or if I'm about to answer an email or if something comes through, anytime something comes through that rubs me the wrong way for some reason, I always know there's something internal, like it has nothing to do with the other person is everything to do with what's, what's going on internally within myself and in my own mind. Um, and so once you get to that place, like you said, I don't know, I feel like the world just really opens up to you. Um, and you don't, you don't stress about stupid stuff anymore. It just really does roll right off your shoulders. (laughs) hundred percent. And that's where, you know, 
it's like breathwork has so many benefits, Kristen. It, it, it's almost laughable. The, 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 it could, I could literally write the benefits on like three, three pages. I mean, when you go into breathwork, especially when my, in my two hour sessions, we basically reach something called saturation point. So that's where all 60 trillion of your cells are filled with oxygen. And once you do that, you're, you're, you're sent, you're, you're expelling emotions and expelling trauma. Mm-hmm. And so while filling up every, every cell in the body, you're also, you're also igniting your pineal gland, hypothalamus and pituitary gland. And the pineal gland is the seed of the soul. It's what proves that we are multidimensional beings and not linear beings like traditional psychology claims. Mm-hmm. And so when, when, when in a breath session, especially, and I had a breath session with this guy, um, it was, he hadn't really had, his his friend had did three sessions with me and just had like astronomical and profound experience. And so he told his friend to call me. And so he called me and said, Hey man, I'm really interested in doing the breath work, but, um, I just don't know if I want to spend the money. And I said, that's understandable brother. I said, well, at the end of the day, um, you know, what's, what's money, right? It's, it's energy. So mm-hmm. you can go out and buy $80,000 car or are cultivating more calm in our mind and our healing journey. And, cult- and buying organic food. So what, what, what does that money mean to you? What does a session mean to you? Is it important to you? You know? And so he was like, all right, all right, I'm, I'm going to try it. So, <laughs> so he, he did it. And this is someone who's mind you has not really stepped, you know, he's just barely started to dip his toe, um, you know, in the water in, in his session, <laughs> it was super profound in his session. Uh, I do, I incorporate body work in the sessions because um, when someone goes through that kind of breathing, there's so much energy surging through their entire body. So I'll do body work on them to move that energy to help. Uh, so the music and as well as the body work that I'm doing helps move that stuck energy. And he had a full on like transpersonal uh, experience where he literally was like on the back of of a sea animal, a dolphin to be exact, and literally felt this entire oneness with the entire universe and all the, he had all these flashes of like plants and animals and, oh, wow. and a realization that like religion was not part of you know, this oneness and wholeness and, and that uh, we are living in separation. And uh, after the session, he was just like, Oh my God. Oh my God. What, what, like he was just so dumbfounded. <laughs> and, and then the fact that, you know, we didn't even use any plant medicine or psychedelics or, or, you know, psilocybin mushrooms to achieve that. We it's just, just use the mechanisms that lie dormant in every single one of us, which is our breath and our gateway to life. And so it, it's so powerful and incredible showing that to someone that really has no idea. And I haven't gotten to do many of those sessions because majority of the sessions I do with people are kind of people already have their foot in the door or people who are already on a journey. And so those are literally like my favorite because it just blasted open uh, a door of just of just questioning everything in his life, which led him to you know looking into pursuing as a passion of uh, of like you know incorporating painting and this all all of his other entrepreneurial stuff that he had and uh, yeah it's just it's just so cool and exciting when someone has something like that you know every session's exciting you know. Oh, that is like, that is seriously so cool. Um, I want to say so it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. Can you let everyone know where they can connect with you online, where they can work with you or like how to work with you with your, with breath work? 
Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, it was my plan before I went to India to move a lot of my business online. So, yeah, I just had this very strong calling to do that. So I, I really feel like it's going to get pretty huge. It's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty exciting stuff. So it's andrewgenoveshealing.com. And uh, my new website will be up in the next couple weeks. So um, I'll be teaching breathwork online hour long sessions and eventually be working with some really, really beautiful companies to, um, you know, get people clean water and, um, and, you know, South America and Africa and tree planting and just, yeah, really, really excited for the future for that. So yeah, you can either reach me through andrewgenevyceiling.com or even easier, uh, Andrew underscore G-E-N on uh, my Instagram account. Perfect. Well, I will leave all of that information in the show notes. So for those of you listening, make sure to go connect with Andrew on social media and make sure to check out his website and everything he's got going on with breathwork. So Andrew, I just want to thank you so much for your time today. I'm sure we can all agree that this conversation was so genuine, so uplifting, and your energy is truly appreciated and needed in the world right now. I mean, what a time to be alive. Let's go team planet. (laughs) I know, right? <laughs> Team yeah, human. Thanks so much Let's for go. having me, Christian. I appreciate it. It was, it was really fun. Perfect. Sending you and everyone listening love, light, and all the good vibes. Until next so time. Beautiful. Thanks so much, Christian. <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you love this episode, please subscribe to make sure you don't miss anything. For more beyond this podcast, including information on my YouTube channel and webinars, visit me at thatsmarthustle.com. And for daily inspiration and writing advice, come hang out with me on Instagram at author Kristen Martin. I'll talk with you all again very soon. Cheers.